Okay, we're good to go. Hi, I'm Wade Bell, and today I've got Ian Williams with me, and we are one man down, uh, 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 Matt Daly. He's actually done this to, to us before, Ian, where oh. he's bailed on us, uh, had a it, better offer. I mean, look, he's made the excuse that he's in the US, but, you know, that, I mean, yeah, he could have flown pretty back. pretty weak. Absolutely. <laughs> It's a pretty lightweight excuse. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. But hey, look, uh, we do have an interesting topic today. Uh, you recently wrote an article in the Dairy News that was titled Stick to Your Knitting. Uh, now, I've read it, but just tell our listeners a little bit about what what that article's about. So, um, one of the things that we're hearing from farmers at the moment is they're in a lot of pain, uh, financial pain, um, feed supplies, all that sort of stuff. And so they're saying well, you know, should we stick with the system that we've got or should we actually um, change systems? And uh, I, it's been a question actually that's been asked from of me and, I, and I'm sure that you've seen it yeah. as well. Um, over the years, man, this is just tough. I, I what, what happens if I go higher input or what happens if I go lower input? And yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's kind of the thoughts. So, so, so farmers kind of saying, hey, look, should we, should we chop across systems in response to the current climate or yeah. should we... Like you said, stick to your knitting. Well, I mean, you know, and the, and look, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. It's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you haven't pugged the paddock. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and now I did actually a little bit more investigation into the, the numbers behind your article because yep. some of it's underpinned by financials, right? Yep. And I, I had a look at the uh, the data that was put out by DairyNZ. Uh, they've got a new tool, the Economic uh, Tracker. Yeah. Uh, and, and it forecasts out for the next year or two. Now, I, I had a look. The last three years, oh, hang farmers... On, hang on. Yep. So you're checking up on me here. Oh, I am checking your numbers. Just check, just fact checking. I Isn't that what you I, do these I days? tell you, because this is what happens. I write these articles and then I get these kind of like questions from within. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Are you sure about that number? Yeah. yeah. Is this real? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so what I found out of that was that uh, the, the, the bottom line cash surpluses for farmers over the last three years, about uh, uh, 20 to 30 cents a yep. kilogram of milk solids. Uh, but the forecast is that those numbers could turn and we could see sort of deficits of 25 to 45 cents. So is that so kind of what you're, what you're hearing and seeing uh, with farmers and rural professionals? Absolutely. So I'm hearing things like my fertiliser price doubled, uh, my feed price has gone up 10 cents a kilogram of dry matter, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, wages have gone up, interest rates have gone up, um, production's gone down, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's a number of factors that are that are playing into that, and we probably have heard a few of those. Yeah, certainly the interest rate one is oh, is, massive, is a pretty it? hot topic. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I just got the letter in the mail today that said my interest rate's gone up another point three of a percent. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So so when you you're you go back to your stick to your knitting. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean when you when you're talking about this kind of between systems and within systems? Explain what you're talking about when, you, when you're talking about that. So for a long time, I think probably for the last 15 years, I've tracked data from the uh, Dairy NZ's Economic Farm Survey data. And um, I've looked at low input systems, medium input systems, and high input systems. And one of the things that's come really clear through that period of time, the difference between systems is actually quite low. The difference within a system is actually very big. Like, like for example, in the latest uh, one that I picked up out of the latest econ survey, um, the difference between systems varied from five, or say return on asset, yep, five point three percent up to six point nine percent. The difference within a system was from zero percent return on asset, so that was a bit of a difficult, yeah. but right up to twenty four percent. Wow! And so, so, so huge differences within, but big differences, uh, so small differences, relatively small differences between. Yeah. And so I'm saying, well, 
rather than go into a new system and have to learn all the things there is about that system, what is there that you can do within that system that enables you to uh, make more money or, 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 or reduce the impact of, of some of the things we've talked about? Yeah, well, cool. So that might explain, I always remember a farmer, uh, uh, a key farmer, and he might listen to this and, and, and recognise that it was him who said it. Uh, he said that he used to spend 10% of his time sort of thinking about the system yep. that he's in and 90% of his time uh, thinking about execution of the system. Oh, that's is really that, cool. Is that what yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's right. So, so, so what am I doing now and how can I do it a little bit better? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so with all of that in mind, uh, if we were to sort of lay out for, for listeners, what are the things then that farmers or are, are important for farmers across all systems? And, oh, okay, and are so there some that are more specific to kind of low that might yeah. be more relevant than high input yep. type systems? Yep. What, are, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? I've, I've certainly got a few. Uh, well, it's interesting because um, so you and I actually looked at this, how oh, shivers a long time ago when, when we were, okay. you were there and Z and I was, okay. and we said, okay, so what is it? What are some of the key drivers that make these systems work? I mean, I think for one of the one of the one of the ones which is it's all like almost um, set in concrete yeah. is uh, the importance of optimizing homegrown feed. Yeah, really critical because yeah. yeah. we know the relationship between homegrown feed and profit is pretty good, isn't it? It's very strong. Yeah, yeah. And we also know that the relationship between cost control and and bottom line return is it, very strong. It's, Those it's, are probably the two strongest. They're the right? two strongest. And then and then we look at things like this is something that every farmer can do. What is it within my system that I can do slightly better? And and and, and I, I call it minimizing waste. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of areas where we can minimise waste. I mean, the obvious one, obviously for me, because I'm into maze, but... Yeah, yeah. Is, is, well, is, here is, we go. <laughs> we're, we're, never took, never takes us long. Although we are a few minutes into this. Uh, wasting of feed. I mean, you know, yeah. look at... And, and I've seen farmers that have sort of 5 or 8% wastage of their maize, and yeah. I've seen other farms that are like 40% wastage. Yeah. But but, but there's, there's a number of areas in that whole waste area. Yeah. Aren't there? You know, there's there's animal waste. Oh, so you know, so, so getting better, yeah, better reproduction, re yep. better reproductive. Yep. Uh, there's time. Yep. And time management, and a lot of wasted time can can occur there. Product waste. Yes. So if you've got a lot of staff and 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 get a little bit loose with managing various range of products that you do on farm. Oh, I mean, the classic one that we've heard about for a long time now is, say, for example, if your Olsen peas are really high, yep. yeah. and then you go and put on phosphate fertilizer. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where, say, the, your fruit rep is going to help you with that, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a nutrient waste yep. uh, risk there. Yep. Yep. What are some of the other things, Ian? Uh, you say we've touched on minimising waste, controlling costs, uh, maximising or optimising homegrown feed. Is there anything around kind of uh, efficiencies? Uh, yeah, so th I think that depends on system. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, these are ones that are fit across all systems, the ones that we've yep. mentioned, but... I think within each system, there's kind of different priorities. Yeah. So, for example, a low input system, it's really, in my experience anyway, yep. it's really about um, cost control. Yep. And optimizing homegrown feed. Yep, hundred percent. Those are two big levers. So, and, and then there's small stuff around, you know, um, mineral type of minerals you're feeding yep. and that sort of stuff. But then yep. they don't tend to feed too many of those anyway. Yeah. But so then, if we were to compare that to say uh, a higher input. Oh yeah. End. You'd still say cost control and and and, and optimizing homegrown feed are pretty high priorities, yeah. but does the does it just subtly change yeah, a little bit? It sure does. Yeah, because I think when you look at a high input system, obviously it's high input, so it means that yeah. that, that feed going in is actually really critical. Yeah. So 
So controlling the cost of the feeds going in and asking the question, do I actually need that feed? Yeah. Uh, and do I need it now? Yeah. That, that, that is a big thing. So controlling cost of feed is critical. Yeah. Absolutely critical. And, and I guess your skill set on being able to contract feed and yep. and negotiate and secure quotes and all those things become really critical as you're relying on on, on those feeds. I think one of, the things that I, one of the things that I see with good farmers is that, I mean, you know, good people are operating those systems well, is that they have a, a, a pretty strong um, contracting policy uh, in terms of what, you know, what, what when they will contract feed and when they will spot. So that's that's a skill set. Yeah. But the other one for me, obviously, if there's a lot of feed going in, feed wastage is a big one. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you waste, if, you got, if you're putting in, say, 50 tonne of feed and you waste, I don't know, say 10%, yeah. that's five tonne. If you're putting in 500 tonne of feed, which some of these big guys are doing, you waste 10%. It's huge. It's 50 tonne. It's a huge. lot of money. The, yeah, the yeah. numbers are scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so if we were to, if we were to say, you know, we, we started out in this podcast saying, you know, look, farmers, uh, things are tough. Uh, the outlook for the next year or two is, is, is looking pretty challenging. Uh, what should farmers uh, look to do? What is, what's a little bit of a call to action around some of this stuff? That's a really good question, actually. One of the things I think immediately oh, yep. is, 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 is getting another set of eyes over your business. Yeah. You know, do you want to get, say, a, a, some, a farmer that you trust that you know is running their system really, really well, and for them to come in and have a look at you. I know, in fact, I know that a, a farmer with it, they've actually done that. They've gone to their neighbour who have, who have run a particular system for a long time, and they've said, hey, this is what our numbers are. Yours are different. What are you doing differently? So, yeah. so getting a trusted advisor actually involved in the process early. Yeah. So you've clearly uh, you, um, got that uh, article well and truly imprinted in your in your brain because I think that's actually quote for quote the last paragraph. <laughs> and and look, we're there to help as well. I mean, we're part of that as well. But for me, that's one of the key things because I think, you know, someone who's out there doing it. Yeah. You you, you think yeah, I wonder what they're doing. It's different that I yeah. could be doing. Yeah. And, and there is no doubt you and I have had the and, and we've talked about this. We've had the pleasure of of mixing with a, a really wide range of farmers. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've certainly come across a lot of farmers who do this stuff well. So yes. farmers can leverage off of that and uh, or, or leverage off the skills of their advisors yep. who, who get to mix and mingle with these uh, with these good farmers, then, you know, really tap into that and, and leverage off it and use it to your advantage. What, uh, look, one of the other things I reckon they can do too, by the way, is um, they can go to that um, DairyNZ's uh, website and, and look at uh, EconStat. Yep. And they can compare their numbers from their accounts against what the, the, a typical farm may look like. And that'll give them some ideas around some numbers that they can and can't change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, look, uh, I just uh, we've probably pretty much uh, wrapped up for time here, Ian. Uh, I think your article uh, sums up some really good, uh, some good points, some of the things that we've covered here today. Uh, if listeners are really interested and have enjoyed what they've heard, uh, uh, make sure that you follow and subscribe on your preferred listening platform and tune in to us next time.